0: Hello and welcome to this podcast, the show that talks about the pursuit of the digital consumer. The digital consumer is at the intersection of marketing, technology, and culture. Whether you're a business leader looking for strategies to reach consumers or a marketing professional interested in leveling up their careers, I'm here to help you see how you can use marketing as a driver of business growth and suggest strategies to help you become more relevant and reach customers effectively. I'm your host, Christine, and I'm a marketing professional specializing in customer-centric strategies across a number of environments from large agencies, startups, and Fortune 100 companies. I'm here to share what I know, so hopefully you'll learn a thing or two. Today, I'm going to talk about the marketing trends we will continue to see in 2021, especially for online businesses. If you're managing an online business, I think you'll find a lot of ideas in this episode. So have a listen. Hey guys, I just want to greet you a happy new year. First of all, I realized I had not done that in recent episodes. It's the beginning of 2021 and a lot of things had already happened, but we're just getting started. Many brands have survived 2020 and not only that, but they've also pivoted their businesses to make sure that they continue to sustain themselves despite the pandemic and all of the other things happening around us. It's really important for companies to know what's on the horizon so that they can plan for the future. And not only that, but to have an ear to the ground and understand how customer behavior is changing. Without further ado, the first trend that I have on my list is social commerce. Social commerce is about leveraging social media platforms, beyond their basic purpose of communication and using them as a tool for selling products and services. Social media companies have certainly made it easier for people to shop directly on their platforms. For example, Facebook grew its commerce and Instagram checkout capabilities in 2020 as a response to the pandemic, allowing millions of businesses to offer their items online instead of driving people to a physical store. And not only that, but social commerce allows people to purchase products from brands without even leaving the social platform that they're in. So I thought that it was such a clever way to get customers to purchase directly from companies, without the need to go through what might seem like a complicated checkout process if they were to go to the brand's online store where they might get distracted by a lot of different content that the brand has on their website. Whereas on Facebook and Instagram, they're able to click on an item and literally go to the checkout process seamlessly. From the consumer's perspective, social media is not just a tool for discovery, but it's also a force in the e-commerce space where they can continue to shop and even recommend items directly to people that they know within their network. So I think that the more features that social platforms roll out for e-commerce businesses, opportunities for businesses to connect with their customers will continue to grow. For e-commerce business owners, it's become much easier these days to turn on your shop on social media. Before, you would have to hire somebody who's a specialist and who could help you bring some of the items that you're looking to sell online and your social media platforms. But these days, Facebook allows you through their shop manager to Upload pictures and for those to shop directly on your page and for people to buy them right away. That's a lot to digest as it is, but I also want to add one other thing, which is as an e commerce business manager, I think you should. Think of social media, not just a way for you to acquire customers, but also to engage with them. Social media's purpose is really for people to connect and engage with each other. So leverage those platforms for that intended purpose. And users will appreciate that. You will earn customer's trust and it's just gonna be easier for them to convert once you have an offer. I recommend this to my e-commerce business owners And if you are really looking to find a direct path towards purchase, it couldn't get any easier than social media. Since you're able to find users where they are hanging out, show them what you're selling, and then lead them towards the path to conversion without even leaving the platform. As long as brands make it easier for people to purchase products directly on social media, Consumers will start to notice and they will begin to develop that behavior of looking at items on social media, not just for discovery, but also for consideration towards a purchase. The second trend in 2021 is that virtual events will become an even more popular channel for brand building. You might have already noticed that virtual events have become a big deal during the pandemic. In fact, it's become an industry norm these days and it's created its own niche in the business world. If you look at the various tech companies, you will see that they are hiring a lot of event planners or people with event marketing backgrounds because they're realizing it's now a new way to reach different types of consumers and clients And it's become popular not only for business-to-business companies, but also for business-to-consumers. What I find interesting about these virtual events is it integrates the experience of a high-touch channel with the reach of a low-touch one. Typically, events are used by many different companies to reach people in a more intimate and impactful way, Before the pandemic, conferences were set up with a lot of programming in terms of content for attendees to consume, and most of these are developed by brands that sponsor the event. The purpose of the content and the events themselves is to allow brands to get in front of consumers, and because of the nature of these conferences as in-person events they are typically hosted in a different city which requires traveling and taking time off work and these events are quite expensive for attendees and brands because it takes a lot of work so conferences are not seen as a way to scale reach but in 2020 Companies realized that events must still happen and they figured out how to host events virtually while at the same time engage audiences. Companies are using the power of technology to reach conference attendees and deliver content all done virtually while at the same time connect with each of them more personally. They do this in a variety of ways such as the chat function, in the event hosting platform that they use, and also through emails after the event to make sure that attendees are getting all of the information that they could get from the event and also to check in with these attendees to make sure that they're still engaged with not only the content, but also with the brands who they've seen in these events. And as you know, once you have the email address or the contact information of attendees, you could essentially turn them into customers by nurturing them and making sure that you communicate with them often. These events are not only hosted by large companies, smaller online businesses also host their own conferences, and they typically open this up to the public by giving away the cost of attendance and making the event free. This encourages a lot of signups and the benefit to the company is that the company is able to expand their reach among a larger group of people, many of whom could be potential customers. The third trend I have on my list is customer service is being delivered digitally these days. As we all know, a lot of businesses have shifted to e-commerce in 2020. But just because an online business does not physically interact with customers doesn't mean employees don't have to provide customer service. In fact, there is a greater demand for customer service because customers will still have questions while considering an item online or bring up a complaint about a purchase. Since online stores are essentially open 24 seven, Customers have an expectation that the business is open around the clock as well. This means that online businesses shouldn't forego customer service. They just need to deliver it differently. Nowadays, there is more of a need for human interaction. So customers might prefer to talk to a person or chat with somebody to get their questions answered. Customers are also looking for someone to listen to them in real time as they voice out their concerns and get help immediately have you ever tried to get a hold of a company representative but they don't have any contact information on their website and the only avenue for feedback or complaints that they provide you is an email address It's so frustrating when this happens because sometimes you just have a question that you want to have answered right then and there, but companies sometimes make it very hard for you to get to the answer or get to talk to an agent. They want you to go the longer route of sending them an email so they can manage things more efficiently on their end when in fact, From the customer perspective, it's actually really annoying. As a consumer, I prefer to ask questions in real time, whether getting a hold of somebody on the phone or through live chat. I suggest that if you have your online business, you provide customers with different avenues to contact you. They will feel more connected to your brand and also think that you're a legitimate trustworthy business because you're able to address their needs right away. Wouldn't you want that for your business? The fourth trend that I have in my list here is niche customer targeting. Being highly focused on your target audience is not going away in 2021. In fact, it's actually going to be a lot more imperative for your business to focus on your target audience. Marketers are actually being more selective these days in choosing the platforms where they reach and engage customers. This allows them to focus their time and effort towards the target audience that they've identified And this is actually a very smart way to do marketing, especially if you have less resources or working on a lower budget. Of course, the most important thing is to define who your target audience is first so that you know exactly who you're trying to target and from there try to figure out the various channels where you might be able to reach them effectively. I've spoken a lot about this in the last couple of episodes, so feel free to check those out to start thinking about how to define and identify your target audience. One thing that I would say is the use of data is fundamental to do niche customer marketing, more direct and personalized communication such as emails, which is a way for you to converse one-to-one with your customer. These are the communication channels that are gaining a lot more traction. It's because marketers realize that if they focus on their own customers, especially those that they have identified who have purchased from them and Provide them with various kinds of offers to win them back. They will be able to grow their business in the long run just by focusing on their base customers. Any thriving business knows that the key to success is not just to acquire new customers, but actually to focus on building a long-term relationship with those who have already bought from you. So now we're coming down to the last trend that I want to talk about. It's selling direct to consumer online. This is actually a big deal, which a lot of people who are not in marketing don't realize because it doesn't feel like an innovation. So essentially the idea of direct to consumer is that a brand or manufacturer would sell their products, to the consumer without the use of any third-party retailer. When you think about consumer packaged goods, for example, it's very common for brands to sell their products through retailers. The most common example is a grocery store where the store carries a lot of brands across a variety of product categories and sell them to the consumer. Another example are department stores. In that business model, it's the retailers who are in charge of selling to customers, not the brands. The brands might advertise and make sure that customers are aware of their various products. But in terms of actually pushing products out of the department stores, it's the retailer's job to do that. The reason why I think selling direct to consumers online is good for brands is because in this case, they will own the relationship with the consumer and they will have more control over fulfilling the customer's demands and also making sure that the orders are managed and delivered accordingly. Brands wouldn't rely on retailers to bring them customers, nor subject to the impact felt by retailers, particularly the lack of foot traffic in store. In the retail scenario, it's the retailers who own their relationship ultimately with the consumer. A lot of companies are realizing that they can't rely on retailers anymore. By owning their relationship, they will set themselves up for a better future with their customers this will also allow them to track consumer behavior in ways that they have not been able to do because again in the retail scenario their retailers own all of the consumer data which is why it's really worthwhile for brands to shift to a direct-to-consumer model so that they could manage customer needs a lot better That was a lot of things I just threw at you but I hope you enjoyed this episode with those five trends that I had mentioned. To recap, one, social media commerce will grow. Two, virtual events will become an even more popular channel for brand building. Three, customer service is being delivered digitally. Four, Niche customer targeting is the way to go. And five, selling direct to consumer will serve brands in the long run. Feel free to send a note if you have any comments or suggestions for future topics. I'll include the email in the show notes. Catch you next time on another episode.